0: Bonus episodes release the first of every month featuring exclusive one-on-one interviews with those who keep our dance community alive. If you're ready to spend a little time getting a little better each day, let's dance in. This is episode number 209 featuring DifferentDrummerDance.com, pro tips for listening. It's February 25th, 2021, and we have a teacher tip Thursday here for you at Dance Tips Daily. Let's dance on into our blog, written by Katrina Kohi. I love my littlest dancers. My creative movement and pre-ballet classes are some of my favorites to teach. But little dancers can have big stories, and most of them love to share every little detail of their latest adventures with you and their classmates. Can I get an amen? And there are some methods of getting your young dancers to listen that are more effective than others, especially as some of you may be heading back into the studio after the hiatus we've all been on, or maybe you need some fresh ideas to use in your next virtual class. Today, I'm sharing my top five tips for getting your dancers to shush up and listen in. Heck, some of these techniques might even work on your teen dancers. Number one, use your quiet voice. Harken back to your preschool days and get quiet when you want dancers to listen up. If your group has gotten a bit loud, try getting real quiet, maybe whispering to a couple of dancers who are listening, or by quietly getting some fun prop out and quietly using it yourself. Changing your volume is a quick cue to your dancers that something is going on, and they likely will want to know what that is. Number two, try a chant. In my music classes, I use a clapping rhythm to get my students' attention. Sometimes I switch the clapping up by humming, snapping, or singing the rhythm. The students who were my first time listeners and repeated the pattern back to me the first time get an extra sticker as a reward. Number three, change the lighting. Sometimes little ones can get overexcited and overly chatty when there's just too much stimuli going on. Turn out a set of your lights, or if you have a disco ball, turn that on. Lighting is actually an important thing to consider in your dance studio. Fluorescent lights can be overwhelming for kids and adults alike. Not to mention, they're not super flattering. Especially if you have differently abled students or students on the spectrum. If you're able to change the lighting up in your studio space, it can be a helpful way to calm the mood for overly excited dancers. If your dancers are still dancing virtually in their homes with you, encourage them to dim the lights at their houses. Number four, have a go-to activity. My go-to activity when things got a little cray-cray in my classes was a dance called the Knock Knock Dance. We stand in a circle and knock on an imaginary door to visit a friend with our toes. We can't bang or slam on the door. That would be rude. We have to lightly knock with a PK action. This ties into the first tip because I'd whisper as I'd say, knock, 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 and then listen, listen, listen to see if our friend was home. Similarly, you could do a fairy or detective or butterfly freeze dance where all the dancers have to be quiet or even a yoga stretch sequence. Number five, go with it. When all else fails, just go with it. Kids are kids and need to get their energy out. Designate five minutes where you all get to sit and talk in a circle, but then it's time to get moving again or do a silly dance or game. Set up a challenging obstacle course and get those kids pooped out. Fighting against a situation sometimes just digs you deeper rather than going with the flow. There you have it. Do you have any go-to tips for listening in your dance classes I didn't mention? Drop your ideas below and we'll share them with the community. Happy teaching! I know I certainly use a lot of Katrina's tips that she mentioned within the blog, but I'm curious what you do. Sharing one of my golden nuggets with you today, I usually say, catch a bubble. So they open their mouth and then close it and show their cheeks with bubbles in it, which is fun. And sometimes I'll be like, swallow your bubble or blow your bubble into the sky. So not only does this have a fun little interactive moment for the little ones where we're practicing our directions of blowing a bubble up or swallowing it down, but as well as keeps them really quiet. And using some of these tips, even as a professional, trying a chant, if there's some choreography that I can't remember for myself that's really fast, I'll make up a song or story that helps me remember it. And just going with it, going with the flow. Sometimes I know we're used to as dancers being perfectionists and working so hard on something until we get it just the way we like, but sometimes we just can't force things. So that has also been sound advice within my dance career. So even if you aren't a teacher, I hope you still took plenty away from this blog in regards to dancing either as a hobby or professional as it's all relative and we can still grow from learning how kids learn. That being said, that's your short and sweet tip for the day. I hope you enjoyed. And as always, happy teaching and happy dancing. Thanks for listening today. And tune in tomorrow for more short and sweet tips. Happy dancing.